Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 161. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook, and this is the episode for the week of Monday. Oh shoot, I don't know. I don't even have it up. Monday, April 28th. We're so professional. We're back <laughs> we in our studios. Such a good start, man. Well, such hey, we're not in a press start. room. I'm not in Texas. We're already doing better than we have the past couple weeks. You may have a point there. <laughs> However, well, hey, I had fun controlling the show. If you missed it, we were at Fanex last week, which was awesome. Salt Lake City Fan Experience. Uh, it's kind of like Comic Con, just with a different name. Yeah, but it was awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, before we get more into that, let's give a shout out to our sponsors and our friends over at trekradio.net, cryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Also, our wonderful, beautiful, attractive host at 48-14.com. You know what? These guys keep us running. Even in the middle of the night when I don't know there's a problem with the site, they do. They take care of it. Send me a handy little email saying, hey, by the way, this happened. We took care of it. You're good. You're golden. These guys will take care of you and your site. And really, when you need your site to be up all the time, you can't ask for anything better. So check them out, 48-14.com. It's better than 24-7. Also, um, our friends over at Eagle Moss Limited. If you head on over to Stolen Droids, and at the top of the site is a banner for... It shows the Enterprise. It's for these really great miniatures. Well, they're better than really great. They're freaking awesome. Uh, you might know I am a member of Eagle Moss Limited. I got my Enterprise a couple months ago, and this month I got my new Enterprise, the Constitution Refit, and my Bird of Prey. And if you were in our pre-show, you got to see them. They're freaking awesome. Jealous. Um, <laughs> they're very cool, and my wife is starting to worry that the entire display cabinet will be overrun by an armada of Star Trek ships. As well you, she should. You say exactly. that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like it's not inevitable. I thought this was kind of in our marriage vows. By the way, at some point, everything <laughs> will be the toy. Okay, Um. hey, our pre-show. We didn't see you. Why weren't you there? We, we, we saw were, a few of you. We were specifically waiting for you. Yes, exactly. You, the one with the headphones listening to this. Not you, the one in the car. We knew you couldn't make it. And the He's other guy. Driving. And the other guy on the subway was probably still on the subway while we were recording, so I, I guess I can understand that. But really, come on, people. You know, check out our Twitter feed, our Google Plus, and our Facebook. I know we don't put the uh, announcements up that far in advance, but you know we're going to announce it. Unless it doesn't work, or we're late, or there's a permission issue in Google. Or if Google hates us. But just plan on Thursday nights about 9.30-ish Mountain Time. It's still Android's time. Exactly. Um, We love seeing you. We love answering questions, handy little giveaways, all sorts of fun stuff. So, yeah, check that out. Um, Otherwise, we have any feedback from you guys? Ooh, I got feedback. Let me find it. It's like legit feedback too. Let me pull it up here. Oh, by the way, we we've uh, I think Schmitty actually made a, a petition, a one person petition, which carries a lot of weight when there's only three people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a whole thirty three percent of the population has said that we need to stop saying legit and go to legitimate because legit is not legitimate. That's a legitimate literally request and figuratively. I want to go to legitimate. That's literally legitimate. <laughs> 
Okay. Zonger, are you prepared now? I am prepared. I've got it here. So, um, said, I do like, okay, this is from Josh, who is one of our longtime listeners. He says, I do like your podcast. To be honest with you, I am a little behind. I would just skip to the most current, but I do like to listen to them. My only complaint, why do you even talk about Blackberry? <laughs> That no. is a really good question. Um, well, okay. Is it a complaint or is it a question? Because it's a good question. Yes. It's also, well, he's an, he's an Apple guy. Mm, so. This is true. It, you know, I can see that. Blackberry's kind of become our thing to talk about. It's, Blackberry is, yeah, it's, it's our thing. It's what we do. We destroyed well, it, so we should keep talking about it. <laughs> let's put it this way, too, Josh. And I don't mean this to be mean, okay? But if... We don't talk about BlackBerry, who is currently just on the edge of, you know, it's on the bubble. It's going to pop, and it's going to die, and it's going to go away. The next one up on the bubble is iPhone. Now, I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Because (laughs) Windows Phone is still so low compared to, to iPhone, right? Android's way up there. You know, from a Microsoft guy to an Apple guy, you and I both know we're not catching up. Android is just way out ahead. And Samsung, right? <laughs> slap you through the screen. I'm going to slap you through your computer ghost ad style. Um, but where Windows Phone is increasing its user base quarter after quarter, year after year, Apple, on the other hand, is actually shrinking. That's the reason I say that. Because Apple is not competing against Windows Phone. Apple's competing against Android, and it's losing handily. Well, and also, BlackBerry, if they stop doing <laughs> You're right. stupid... It's just funny. <laughs> if, if they just stop doing stupid stuff, we wouldn't have to talk about it. Just go out of business already, so we don't have to talk about it. And we, he might have a point, though, that it's kind of low-hanging fruit for us. I mean, it's kind of like whenever a new president comes into uh, office, all the comedians have to switch up their uh, their material. And it's just they flog that dead horse because it's always good for headlines. Yeah. Like when iPad came out, we all had to make the pad jokes. The sanitary napkin joke, yeah. Yeah. Um, another part of it is, and this may be a little less... Than conscious, it might be a little subconscious for us. All of us kind of entered into the IT world when BlackBerry was big. BlackBerry was it. You wanted a BlackBerry, I and it was not. Black, yeah, yeah, and it was not easy to support them. Zoner, do you remember uh, back in the day when people used Blackberries and you had to regenerate the security key between the computer and the BlackBerry, and you had to do it with random mouse movements to generate a random code? Yeah, I hated getting calls from BlackBerry users. It, it yeah, was but it was almost worse than iPhone users. It was it was it was amazing the amount of technology and everything into it, and to see that very slowly, horribly die, it's like some flesh-eating bacteria is currently destroying your favorite relative, and it can't even be decent enough to be fast about it. It's gonna take <laughs> years. Yeah, so, it's like BlackBerry keeps taking an arrow to the knee every day. <laughs> It's Alzheimer's. It's like BlackBerry freaking has Alzheimer's, which, and I don't say that lightly because my grandma has Alzheimer's, so I can speak from experience, sucks because it's the one disease that can keep you healthy as a horse for years as you slowly go insane. 
<laughs> but on the plus side, you always meet new people. This is true. Never wear the same thing twice. No Every such day thing is as a new a experience. Yeah. Okay. And uh, now that we've, um, I think, have we uh, badmouthed any minorities yet? Now that we've done the infirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's My jump into the headlines. Had Alzheimer's too, so I think it's okay. It's like you with being Asian; you can make fun of yourself. Exactly. We all look the same, which is really confusing if you have Alzheimer's. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I almost shot water out all over my computer. I know. I just had to say that right as you're taking a drink. Okay. Into our headlines. Big one comes from the world of entertainment. Um, By the way, just a a warning up front. Sometimes we have shows that are really mobile-based. Sometimes we have shows that are really Google-based. This one is really TV-based which I'm okay with. Um, HBO has decided to make all of their shows available. Well, hey, that's great, right? But that's what HBO goes for. And it's always been that way. Well, they've decided to go one step further and make them available on Amazon Prime. I don't have words for how awesome this is. Especially with the the Kindle Fire... or the (laughs) Wow, I... Especially with the Amazon Fire TV, the Fire TV, yeah, uh, the, yeah, this match made in heaven. Hello, isn't the Fire TV that thing you put in your fireplace and turn on like at Christmas? It has like the Yule log burning. And, I thought. Sorry, so. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was bad. <laughs> Three oh, hours boy. of sleep, people. Uh, okay, so we've been saying for years, literally for years, since we started this show. Uh, and we've been saying long before that, before you guys knew us, that really what they need to do, and they being all content providers, is simply make the content available in every possible way, and people will stop pirating. But That's no one simple. believed us. Yeah. No one believed us. Well, HBO got kind of sick and tired of people pirating Game of Thrones, and it was being pirated a lot. Yeah, it's the number one pirated show on TV. Yeah, it used to be that Top Gear, the UK version of Top Gear on BBC, was the most pirated show in the world. Sorry, sorry, hold on. It was the most pirated show in the world. But <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah, sorry, it was Clarkson there. Uh, but as soon as Game of Thrones came out, because you have the awesome story and the violence and the boobies, uh, that became the most pirated show in history. I think actually, and. HBO didn't know what to do. They said, well, hey, look, if you have an HBO account, you can watch it on HBO Go. Well, that doesn't do anyone any good because the people who are pirating it are people who don't have HBO subscriptions. That's the reason they're pirating it. So they decided to finally get with the times, and now they have this deal with Amazon Prime. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, which, how much was that increased to this year? 20 bucks. 20 bucks a year. 20 bucks a year you have access to all of HBO's programming. Isn't that like the price of a Starbucks cup of coffee? For less than Not the cost of a year. coffee a day. For less <laughs> than the cost of supporting some starving Ethiopian kid, you can watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's actually where I was just going to go. Look, well, you can I... either you can either save a, a some t- symbolically save a tiger somewhere in the African wilderness. Or you can get your HBO on. Tigers aren't in Africa, dude. 
But they're still cool. There's tigers in Africa. (laughs) I never saw one. No, those are lions. Yeah, I saw a lot of those. I'm pretty sure you lived in a city. Dude, I lived in... It's Africa. There weren't a lot of giraffes walking on the interstate, dude. I actually chased some giraffes one night. That was pretty fun. (laughs) They kept getting into my trash. Get out of here, giraffes. (laughs) Stupid giraffes. Where's the raccoons in North America? Stupid tangent, giraffes. This tangent wasn't brought to you by Zoner this time. So I know. I know. <laughs> I'm tired. So um no but this okay. Let's go through and I have not checked this uh, article to see if it includes old programming or if it's just programming that's currently on the air. No, because it's gonna include am- old stuff. Um the Sprint six insane. feet under the wire, um girls, newsroom veep. That is insane. Yeah. And I don't mean to turn this into a, a, a gushing love fest for Amazon. If Because honestly, if you love Amazon, you already know you love Amazon. And if you hate Amazon, then nothing anyone is ever going to say is going to convince you otherwise. But, oh my goodness, this is awesome. And it's awesome both for HBO because – and people are saying, well, how is this good for HBO? Well, it's good for HBO because this is money they're making – off of something that they had been having that was being stolen, that was being pirated. Okay? People were watching these shows anyway. Now they at least get some money from it. Yep. It's incredible for Amazon. Amazon, I don't know why I said it that way, because their brand new tabletop box now has exclusive content that no other Google doesn't have this. You know? There, there are all of their different uh, Android TV boxes that they've had, all the different ones throughout the years. I don't even know what to call them anymore. They don't have it. Roku doesn't have this. Well, Apple Roku isn't does this. have Amazon Prime. So will Roku be able to access this content? I would imagine the answer is yes. Yeah. Well. Anything that has Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, Google TV has Amazon Prime. Do you, think, um, Xbox- do you think Amazon will block it? Do you think they'll break because this has happened before. YouTube used to do this constantly. YouTube and Hulu both used to break the connection hmm. with set-top boxes so you couldn't use their service. Expon- uh, Amazon Prime, HBO Go, only available on the, the Fire? Maybe. I think mm-hmm. that's going to hurt them. I don't, think they, I don't think that's a smart move at all. You think they wouldn't do that? Well, because it makes sense that if they're getting out on Amazon Prime, then Amazon's getting their money either way. Yeah, they're still getting paid, so I I don't know what the big deal is. I I say just make it available. Question that I have, is this an arrow to the knee of Netflix? No, Netflix has a lot more... Well, okay, content versus... Quality versus quantity. I mean, they can still be like a town guard. They just can't be an adventurer. So it's not going to destroy them. Netflix has a lot more available. Um, HBO has a lot more quality. So I don't. Well, think you it say would... that, but you look at HBO's back catalog, everything they've ever put out, and some of it's the biggest shows ever in the history of TV. Yeah. That's that's. I see what Zoner's saying. I don't get with why is it, that's like the third Skyrim reference you've had. I know. It, minutes it of just kind of came to me. I just, I just roll with it. It's why I'm but a professional. He's saying, "Will this not kill Netflix, but kind of cripple it?" You can't kill Netflix. 
Comcast tried. Yeah, they tried, but they failed. They got paid instead. <laughs> Netflix now, did the smart thing for its customers. I, I think Netflix is willing to, to step out on a limb for its customers. They'll do what they can to keep to keep going. So. Well, interestingly enough, Amazon shares after this was announced were up 1.4% before trading began, and Netflix was down 2.7%. Ooh, ouch. So, also, interestingly, during about that same time, I think Apple's stock was up 7%. Yeah, Apple had some good earnings reports. Who knows why there? Um, go fig. So, about so, yeah. selling phones, I don't know. Well, at, this, at $100 a year, that, that is right at the same price as Netflix. And I, I think we talked about this when they raised the price. But Netflix only offers video. Amazon Prime, you get free shipping, you get... Um, the exclusive offers on things. It, it's not just video. So Amazon, with everything they're doing and everything they're, uh, they have in the works, they're, they're primed to take over. <laughs> no, no so. pun intended. Actually, it was intended. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. I misspoke earlier because I, I foolishly said $20 a year. If it was $20 a year, you go out and you buy like a few memberships. You give them away as gifts. Yeah. Uh, but no, you're right. It's $100 a year. But they honestly, it's by still. The, the increase was 20 bucks. Yeah. From 79 to 99 Yeah. yeah and and I, I all this begins there. May 21st. So I, I'll be interested to see what happens with their uh, subscriber count and, and their stock price come, I don't know, like May 20th. <laughs> now, interestingly, I am actually uh, scrolling through this article, and it does say that in addition, by year end, Amazon will offer HBO Go on its new Fire TV platform. Ah, so might only be through Fire TV. We shall see. Either way, it's a big freaking deal. Um, into let's uh, jump ahead here. Netflix looks like it's might be raising its prices. This shouldn't come as much of a shock to people, not just because of the whole kerfuffle with Comcast, but also because it's you know it's just regular inflation. It's going to be looking about one to two dollars increase, so it's not a huge increase. But is this going to hurt them? Do you think? Do you think it's going to get some negative press from this? Uh, probably. I just mentioned that um, Amazon Prime is just a little more. Expensive. They're they're right about the same price as Netflix. This will push Netflix more expensive than Amazon Prime officially. So and you don't get free two day shipping. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think if this has happened any other time, no one would have cared. But they just happened to announce this at the same time Amazon was announcing they're getting such an awesome deal with theirs. Yeah, it's interesting because Amazon, everyone's now saying, "Oh well, that twenty buck increase was totally worth it because they got HBO now." <coughs> And I kind of feel bad for for Netflix because they're saying, "Oh well, we're raising our price two bucks a, a month, twelve dollars a well, year, half half the price." Or sorry, no, in. that's twenty four dollars. Sorry, bad math. So about <laughs> the same price as Net, as Amazon Prime, and I don't think it's gonna. I think people are gonna not be very happy with it. But the interesting thing is, I really like how they're doing it too. It's not going to affect existing customers. Well, not for a while. Not for a while. It It will will eventually. eventually. It will eventually. But um, they say 
that for if you're an existing user, your rate will stay the same for at least a year. At mm. least could be two. Well, now let's let's keep in mind that Netflix is now a content creator. Indeed, Amazon mm-hmm. is not yet a content creator. You could argue that by by uh, picking up HBO shows that Amazon could be considered considered um, a content creator, but Netflix has shows that you can only get on Netflix now. Yes, Orange is New Black, Black, House um, of Cards. Is this something? Okay, and let's spitball here. Okay, let's put on our uh, our prediction hats, which we haven't worn for quite a while. Mine's all dusty. Do you think that this might eventually force Amazon to become a content creator, or do you think they have enough in their wheelhouse between online shopping and games and hardware and books and 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 and? That maybe they say, well, look, we don't really need Amazon Studios. We don't need original programming. We have that through HBO and everyone else. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they they would feel like they need to because of deals like like this with HBO. If this is the only, if this isn't the only one, um, Amazon doesn't have a reason to create content. I thought yeah. I heard somewhere though that Amazon was going to start creating content. Well, yeah, creating content, though, and having their own studio is a little bit different. You know, no, I Netflix thought, has I its own... Were, I thought they were going to, like, start producing, like, shows. It was in the rumor mill a while ago, but that was the rumor mill. The same rumor mill that had their phone in it, and now their phone's a reality. So, y- you may be onto something. <laughs> Are they going to start producing new episodes of Firefly? Is that its honor? I wish. That, that's you wanna, Disney's. You, do you want to get your buddy Adam Baldwin back on the phone? And Can I can I tell you something right now, Zook? Shut up. <laughs> Just shut if up. You have, if you haven't seen the interview yet, which you haven't because we haven't uploaded it, but once you do, there's a, we have an interview with Adam Baldwin where Zoner is forced to ask the question about Firefly coming back. And uh, Adam Baldwin gives him this look like, Dude, you're the stupidest person ever. <laughs> he really does. And I And I might have I, a gun aimed at you from under the table. <laughs> I had to ask the question though. I got a guy from Firefly. I gotta ask the question. I you, Yeah, you were a good uh You uh, took one for the team. Yeah. Unfortunately in this case the team is the internet and they don't care. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> How, how right did it now. feel to embarrass yourself right there in front of one of your idols? All in the sake right of now. journalism. Okay, um, into other more TV news. Because, hey, TV's good. Dish is launching internet TV. I don't know quite how much to believe this. Reportedly, they'll be launching internet TV this summer. Uh this happens right after Disney signed a new deal. You guys remember a couple months ago, I think, Disney signed a deal with Dish to provide them exclusive content and access to all Disney content on demand. This includes Marvel and Star Wars and all that different stuff. Now, we should back up just a little bit because if you've been following it, you know what this is. But if you haven't, what's Internet TV? It's a good question. Because Internet TV is a phrase that hasn't been used very often, at least not successfully, but you're probably already familiar with the concept. The idea is is that you can stream TV over the Internet. 
shows on demand. It's been used for years. You guys remember back in the day, Comcast had The Fan? Oh, yeah. It was like, yep. it was like Channel One on your, on your receiver. And it was movies and TV shows and cartoons on demand. Uh, Xbox had Xbox Live, like uh, the live marketplace where you could watch videos, TV shows on demand. And, Apple and they has, even tried uh, starting up IPTV along the coast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is funny because this model works. We know this model works. Apple TV is based on this model. Um, in fact, all of iTunes is based on this model. YouTube started charging for certain channels, and it works. But every time we give it the name IPTV or Internet TV, immediately it fails for some reason. Microsoft really tried getting in with Intel on this. Um, the Media Center, the newest version of Media Center, had IPTV, had Internet channels built into it. They never I, I, had anything. I think consumers get confused because they say, well, we already have YouTube. We already have um, Netflix. Aren't those Internet TV? Uh, so consumers are, are, are confused for the most part about how it works. It's not, it's not what they're used to. So I guess I can understand that, but I don't know quite what to call it except on demand, internet driven or internet provided TV. Well, if dish is able to pull this off, we could be looking at the death of the satellite dish, you know, of of satellite TV, just in the way that digital cable and Dish and DirecTV killed off the really big satellites back in the day. You know, when you went to your grandpa or your great your great aunt's house, and it had that huge old Dish in the back. And if you wanted to watch ESPN, you actually had to punch it in there. And if you were lucky and they were rich, they had a Dish that would automatically move and point <laughs> to the new satellite. And if you weren't, you had to go out there and crank it and actually <laughs> manually point it at the new one. Um, you pull out your sextant and the, the dictionary of all the different locations. Of and a lot stuff. of yelling. There was a lot of yelling. How about now? No. How about now? <laughs> no. Well, that was almost good. Okay, so. I'm just laughing that Schmitty said sextant. <laughs> I actually know how to use one, so you be quiet, you. <laughs> Do you what? know how to use a sextant? No, hmm, I, I, I really don't. I imagine there's something like a rocking chair involved and like a monocle. No, but there's a swinging thing that kind of hangs down. <laughs> it's heavy. And now, Schmitty, when's the last time you've had a sextant? <laughs> anyway. It's dusty. <laughs> this could honestly kill and start the end of the satellite era. Do you think Dish would kill off themselves, though? I they wouldn't be killing themselves off because they're still in the game. If they're providing internet TV this way, and they kill off the satellite, then the only one left is Direct TV. It's not killing themselves off; it's starving out their competition. Well, let's let's clarify. It, they would be killing off uh, satellite TV, not satellite internet. Some some people that have Dish and Direct TV. Who are paying for internet through them as well? For some people, that's the only way they can get internet. Um, yes. So, and those are hefty fees. Satellite or internet over satellite is not cheap. And I don't know if the customers that where that's the only way to get internet, if they would opt for internet TV if they're already 
if they already have a dish. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I no, I I am right there with you. I totally understand. This will take a while to catch on, but mark my words, this is the way of the future. This will catch on. This is how it's going to be. Maybe not next year, but maybe in five. Who knows? <laughs> this is this is five years too late already. Uh, I mean, well, yes, but and we'll get into that headline as well because entertainment technology has been lagging. Uh, speaking of something that has been lagging is the ability to stream broadcast TV over the internet. Now, there is a company that's made headlines. Yeah, Schmitty gives his growl about this. Uh, There is a company that's been making headlines recently called Aereo. Now, we've brought them up before. Aereo has... hmm, Best way to describe this in 50 words or less. Let's see. Aereo owns your antenna for you, receives signal for you, gives you the feed. You just log in over a browser or over an app, and you watch your feed. And provides DVR space for you. Right. Uh, currently, they only serve, I think, 11 markets? That sounds about Is right. Is it it's that a, many? Not, I thought it was only... Nine now, after they shut down Denver and Salt Lake. Well, yeah. they had to. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're currently um, at the Supreme Court. In fact, it was this week, it was the 22nd, I want to say, that they went before the Supreme Court and spoke and spoke and spoke. Uh, while trying to protect themselves from broadcasters. Broadcasters are claiming that they are infringing on copyrights and that they are rebroadcasting or publicly distributing this signal, which is against copyright law. And honestly, things aren't looking great for them right now when the Chief Justice bashes them, saying, look, it's obvious you've only... And I'm paraphrasing here, by the way. uh, It's obvious you developed technology specifically just to circumvent copyright law. That's not okay, you know, because you're still – you may be adhering to the letter of the law, but you're not adhering to the spirit of the law, which, you know, lawyers and judges are big on. Well, he, he, did, he did say that closer to the beginning of the hearing. Um, closer to the end of the hearing, it started looking a lot better when um, the chief justice and, and the other judges there were asking more questions towards the broadcasters, um, trying to figure out more about what they were complaining about. So it, it started to seem like – um, the Supreme Court is starting to understand more about the technology, which is the mm-hmm. biggest problem going into this, is no one understood the technology. So um, they have until, do, until June to give their uh, uh, their ruling, but uh, I, I'm hoping we'll see something earlier than that because... A lot of Twitter, <laughs> a lot of lot of uh, Twitter traffic going on about it. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on, and the question is as well is like if they lose, what could this mean for future broadcast mm-hmm. services? Now we should clarify some things, and I say that because it's it, it is confusing things. It, it, this is confusing. Aereo is a very confusing thing if you have not heard much about it. Schmitty had this service, so we'll use him as an example. Yay. Okay, he bought space on their antenna array he had an actual antenna that was dedicated to him only him well let's back up a little bit why why did i get aereo um i live in okay yeah that's fair i I live in an area where um if i want tv um if i want over the air tv um i have to set up an hd antenna and it has to be unidirectional because an omnidirectional one isn't powerful enough i have to point it towards the tower um of the tv station that i want that gives me one TV station. If I want all 13 or 14 TV stations here in, in 
in the Salt Lake metro area, I have to buy 13 antennas. And point them all in different ways. Right. Um, so we went for a cheaper route, and um, around the same time we were looking, uh, Ariel popped up in Salt Lake saying, hey, we're starting up in Salt Lake now. We're already in Los Angeles and New York. Give us a try. So I was on their beta, uh, their beta team, and uh, and I loved it. We, we got live news all of a sudden. We didn't have to pay $80 for, for Dish or DirecTV. So that's that's why we we got it. Now, uh, when he signed up for service, they gave him an antenna, a single antenna. That's important because he wasn't sharing a broadcast stream with anyone else. It was just his, as if he had an antenna on his roof, like he was saying. This antenna was located in a place that could receive all the signals for all the channels he wanted. And this is worth stressing. These are all channels that are broadcast out normally anyway. At All no you charge. Is, at no charge. All you need is a pair of rabbit ears, and you could get it. He couldn't because of where he lived. So then what it does is it brings it in through the tuner, and it, if you buy DVR space, which I think all their packages have DVR space, yep. you can schedule shows you want to watch, or you can just watch them live. And here is where it bears stressing. Okay, We talked about this with uh, Dr. Squishy, and we had issues even trying to explain it to him. The copyright law currently says you cannot publicly distribute or broadcast these streams, right? Right. Aereo claims, and it's right in this way, they aren't. It is a private service. Only one person has access to the tuner. Only one person has access to the antenna. And if you understand how the internet works, that's accurate. We don't broadcast web pages. StolenDroids.com has not been broadcast to you. You had to go and retrieve it. You went to it and retrieved it. Even this podcast, even though podcast is uh, a combination of iPod and broadcast, podcasts are not broadcast out to people. You had to retrieve it and download it. And this is very important with Aereo because in this way, Aereo is not broadcasting these things you are going out and retrieving the stream from a from a part of the hard drive that only you have access to right <laughs> now here's where it gets tricky what i just said is 100% technically accurate however could it be argued that it's just simply semantics at this point and that it is still breaking copyright law in spirit yes that is an argument that can be made, and that is why the Supreme Court is currently looking at it, because it is the argument that the broadcasters are making, that even though by the letter of the law, they're 100% in the right, Aereo is 100% in the right, uh, that maybe the law needs to be tweaked so they're no longer in the right. Yeah. In, in order for it to be a public broad, rebroadcasting, their security would have to be so poor that anybody could... Anybody could jump into your stream and watch your TV, which is no different than neighbors looking in through your window watching you watch TV, which is now creepy. Sorry, some. go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different law. Uh, now, it could be argued that someone who has this service could then, I don't know, hook it to a projector and beam it out into the cul-de-sac and everyone gather around and watch, right? But frankly, that's something that could happen anyway with normal over-the-air signal or your cable or your dish network or anything. Sounds so, like a Super Bowl party to me. 
Oh, excuse yeah. me, big game party. <laughs> Bring the tortilla the chips. Woo. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's weak arguments from that the broadcasters are bringing forth, but at the same time, it's kind of a sketchy defense that Aereo has. Well, it's weak arguments, but a lot of money is behind those arguments. This is true. Now, about that money, there are broadcasters. I think it was ABC who said that if Aereo were Aereo were to win this case cbs they are cons- actually oh, cbs yeah they're considering pulling all over the air signals well which is a douchey thing to do f- and it's not i would expect nothing less from the people who canceled jericho <laughs> yeah so uh, it's personal now <laughs> it's well, always personal with less moonvis i'll say that right now and, of course, we do not work in a broadcast network. We don't work for a large network or a station or anything. So it's kind of hard to say. But I would imagine that would actually hurt them more than help. Granted, I would think so. They get a lot of rebroadcast fees from all the different cable providers and from Dish and DirecTV and, and, and everything like that. But there is still a demographic that uses over-the-air signals that they would then be cutting out, right? Yep. They'd lose me. They'd lose Schmitty. Oh, wait, they already have. <laughs> oh, no, I, I lost them by moving to a remote area. <laughs> that was my fault. But Ariel was only trying to help. It, what What's more frustrating to me isn't that, I mean, it's possible that broadcasters are just trying to double dip, trying to get more money. That's that's totally possible. But I, Probable. I, I, kind, of, I kind of wonder, I mean... We talk about the mis- misunderstanding of technology, and it's it's really frustrating to me when, at, as a technical person, you, you go to explain something technically to someone, it's completely opposite of what they're saying, and they turn around and say, yeah, that's exactly what I said, so it's against the law. No, 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 you didn't understand how we explained it. Let's let's go over this again. And you explain it again, and they say, yeah, that's exactly what we said. That's illegal. Schmitty, you must get easily frustrated by a lot of people. <laughs> uh, okay, we we got to move on here. This has not been decided yet. Even though the, uh, the Supreme Court hearing was only one day and really only one hour, they're going to withhold judgment until, I, I want to say, June? They have until the end of June. They, they can yeah. give the ruling earlier, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, Ed, this is actually, I mean, it may seem like a very small case at the moment, but there's a lot of, a lot of ramifications with this. If either way, yeah. either way, I mean, regardless of how the justices rule, uh, we're going to have ramifications either way. So it, it is one that you definitely want to be keeping your eyes on. Mm-hmm. Um, into our, I believe our last TV menu, uh, TV news, <laughs> TV menu. <laughs> And I've forgotten which one it was now that we've been jumping around and you broke my concentration. Oh, and this is only, you know, kind of related to TV. This is actually brought up to us by Kyle in the pre-show. But there was a study done this week, or that was released this week, about ISPs in America. Why do I lump that in with TV? Well, because with how much we just talked about HBO coming in over Amazon Prime, Netflix streaming everything to you, and now Dish trying to launch internet TV as well... (laughs) Bandwidth is kind of important. (laughs) Yeah, bandwidth is getting important. And if Aereo wins, and that's more stuff, bandwidth is the lifeblood. It's like the spice, and it must flow. I 
tried to turn that into a Dune reference. I'm still working it in my head. It doesn't work real well. Anyway. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. So this home internet study has found that across America, people are not getting the internet speed they've paid for. Shocker. Does that surprise you? It shouldn't. Most people, it has not. Now, some of the worst are really, really bad. Uh, Clear Wireless is 41% slower than the people were promised. That's almost half. That's almost half. Yeah. (laughs) We're up at the top, mid-continent communications, that doesn't sound weird, is 8% faster than it's supposed to be. Now, I have said before, and I'll say it again, I am in a smaller city. We have our own ISP. The city does. The city municipality actually has its own internet company, and we're always dead on. Um, I get 24 down, and I get 8 up, and it's pretty awesome. Uh, we can also get 50 down and 10 up, or we can get all the way down to 10 down and one up. And it's always pretty accurate. But at the same time, while I was on my vacation, we went and saw a family down in Texas. They have, I don't know if you guys remember those old sprint wireless ones. Uh huh. Yeah. That actually require line of sight with a transceiver. They have it up on like this 50 foot pole that's tethered to the ground, like a ham radio antenna. And, the most they can do during peak hours is 900K down. Ooh, that's hurtful. It was bad. Now, during the middle of the day when no one else is around, sure, they can get <laughs> upwards around 4 megabits. Yeah, my, my, dad, my dad actually had that uh, when they started. He was, he was in the beta group for that. And uh, when he was the only one on his node, he was getting 50 megabit down. And yeah. as soon as they got saturated... He was pulling about 200K. Yeah. Uh, it's like the worst internet technology, which is why I think the bottom there is clear wireless. I'll bet you money they have the same wireless setup. But so we know how bad it can get. Now, some of this is by the technology itself. Cable is what's called co-divisional technology. That means that if a cable node goes into a address pool, meaning one block of addresses, everyone in that node is sharing the bandwidth. This is why if you take a sick day and you stay home, you get really awesome internet speeds. But as soon as 5 p.m. rolls around and people start coming home, no bueno. It's <laughs> Everything starts to go down real fast. You know, one thing that I find interesting on this, CenturyLink, I recently just left Comcast, who is about 2% slower than promised. And I went to CenturyLink, who is, I don't know, what is that, 18, 18%, 19% slower than promised. And I find it interesting because with Comcast, I was always slower than promised, which is expected with Comcast, according to this chart. However, with CenturyLink, I'm spot on. And I was talking to a friend of mine who actually works for them, and he said that they have started uh, over-provisioning their routers so that they can handle the the overhead without causing you to lose the speed. So say I'm paying for 40 down and five up. Let's say they're provisioning me for 45. Yeah. And so I, I'm getting, in fact, it's a little bit over 40 actually. um, Well, that I get. So Centrelink also in, in, uh, in conjunction with quest, because now they're the same company. They're, they're starting to run fiber 
um, everywhere. So a lot of their correct, a lot of their um, increase is, is due to fiber. Uh, on the other hand, a popular practice among ISPs. I'm not saying Centrelink does this, but it's it's possible um, for new customers uh, to keep ret- for for higher retention. They intentionally boost new customers so they see that that speed consistently for about three or four months, and then they take them off that that boosting list so that mm-hmm. uh, while you're checking it, it's always up there. And then by the time you start forgetting about it is when it starts to go down. Um, which, that's a very common practice among ISPs, and a lot of people don't know that. So yeah, keep- that's good. That's a good thing to bring up. Yeah. Now, do they just do this to screw over the customer and get more money? Is that is yeah. it that what it all boils down to? Well, no, not it- not not to get more money. It's to keep you in your contract. Yeah, because because they know that that speeds aren't going to be what they're supposed to be because of what Zook explained. Um, you're sharing the bandwidth with all your neighbors, um, especially if you don't have fiber. Um, they know that, and there's no other way around it. And so, for for the first couple months of your of your uh, contract, they're going to treat your node with exception, just no, to I, give you that illusion. So I'm not talking about just the just the initial. I'm talking about overall. I mean, oh yeah, forty one percent less than you're paying for. Are they just <laughs> doing that to save money? Do customers really not know that they're getting job that bad i guess not well and that's why they say speeds up to 20 megabit or up to they don't want to promise you anything so not to mention the fact that most people and i should really say all people even us included we're pretty internet savvy we would die without an internet connection if it's that or you know food for the week we'd choose internet but i'm so hungry (laughs) (laughs) we we don't even know you don't comprehend how fast fast is. Yeah, you know, I paid for 10, I'm getting 6, and that's okay. Yeah, but as soon as you get 10, you know it. Yeah. Especially if you have you know. three Netflix streams running and you're trying to play an online game. Yeah. Or yep. if you're supposed to be getting 20 and you're getting 6. There's you don't know what you're not getting because it is really that much faster. So that makes me wonder why they would boost it at the beginning, because then people know what they're missing once it slows down. Well, you, you kind of forget. It's, it's out of sight, out of mind. You start forgetting about it, and, oh, Netflix is slow. Let's blame it on Netflix, because I remember checking the first three months of my contract. It was fine. My ISP was yeah. fine. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, into other news. You know, that's the end of the entertainment news. Into the normal stuff. <laughs> Yay. So Samsung decided to run a survey. And what do you know, they found out what every single person who's ever used a Samsung phone knows. That is that people don't use Samsung's bloatware. Yes, we know Samsung, that's why we called it bloatware, because we don't like it. What is bloatware? It is all the crappy applications that Samsung sent with your phone. It is their eye tracker, it's their eye scroller, it's their handy avatar maker. I'm making all of this up, but I am actually drawing on real life experiences with other phones and computers and services. I was and say, it's what? all crapware. Avatar maker? I, I missed that one. <laughs> I, I remember when phones came with Blockbuster on it, and you couldn't uninstall it. Yep, but Verizon ones still do. Yeah, I the ESPN service. Uh, T-Mobile loves their 411 service or their ringtones maker. 
No one cares. No one uses it. Well, Samsung has finally figured this out. And if there is a benevolent God looking over this headline with us, it means Samsung will stop putting the bloatware onto the phones. <laughs> they won't. Uh, I understand this, Samsung. It doesn't mean we need better bloatware. It means we need less bloatware. Well, remember their uh, keynote for the Galaxy S4? That's all the keynote was about. Showing the bloatware. Showing off their bloatware. And, and yeah, it was awesome. It was all very uh, entertaining and, uh, well, to some degree. (laughs) Um, Schmitty, how long did you use those programs when you got your S4? Well, that's exactly my point. They're very, novel and and that's it i use them just to try them out but they don't serve any functionality functional purposes or anything like that the only thing they're good for is just to say oh look what my phone can do yay what else can it do well i can download apps from the play store and well look they're they're more useful cool yeah they're more (laughs) useful they're better updated and hey why not so Back in the day, way back in the day, Dell computers used to come with just a crap ton of bloatware. You guys remember this? Yep. Yep. E-Machines, Compaq, HP, and Dell all came with huge amounts of bloatware. Well, Dell asked customers, what's the number one thing we could fix? And they said, get rid of all the bloatware. Dell computers nowadays maybe come with one program or two programs. And they're actually programs you need because they control the wireless or the sound or whatnot. The it's Dell not, driver updater. Yeah. yeah, you know, if that's it. HP has not gotten this memo. If you get an HP, it's tons of stuff on there. If you get an HP printer and install it, oh. tons of bloatware. Epson, too. I, <laughs> Epson, yeah. Well, Epson is owned by... No, Epson is owned by Seiko. Never mind. Um... Here's hoping that Samsung takes the lesson and goes the Dell route and starts stripping the bloatware off. I don't know what they're going to talk about at their keynotes anymore. Maybe the phone itself. That'd be nice. Uh, But I don't think they're going to. Uh, Also in Samsung news, the S5, the Galaxy S5, is having some issues. As it turns out, it is having a lot of camera failures. It's time... it's that heart heartbeat sensor. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't figure. I can't figure it out. The camera's pulsing with my pulse. <laughs> pulsing with my pulse. Yeah, I said that. That was lame. Anyway, I'm kind of confused by this. Why is this having issues? Didn't they just take the same sensor as before and just simply upgrade it? No, as it turns out, they've got an entirely new sensor in here. What's the point of having, and I I mean this, I'm not trying to spark a debate or anything. I really do mean this. What is the point of having a line with a history like the Galaxy line has if there's nothing common between the phones except for the name? That's an excellent (laughs) question. I I don't have a rebuttal against that. (laughs) No, no, I don't either. But in fairness, we should mention that it seems like the problem with the cameras is specific to the Verizon edition of the Galaxy S5. That is true, yes. Which could be because some of the carrier's bloatware or fiddling with the software. Yeah, something that Verizon did with the firmware. It's very possible. they, they, They may actually be to blame and not Samsung. It could be Samsung's mesmerizing blue color on the S5 that's actually causing camera issues, too. 
Well, it, kind of, it makes me wonder, Samsung, speaking of bloatware, their camera app, they tried to do a lot more with their camera app uh, for the S5 um, this time around. Verizon also has their own camera app that, that they try to put on their phones, um, and it conflicts with any other camera app you try to put on there. I tried, I tried to install, uh, what was it, Camera 360, one of the best uh, third-party camera apps on the market. It didn't work on my phone because of Verizon. It kept wanting to uh, interface with Verizon's camera app. So hmm. it kind of makes me wonder if that's if that's the issue. So that's interesting. That's now, good to know. I really like Camera 360, but if you send me a forced notification saying you haven't used your camera in a month, I'm going to get real irritated and possibly uninstall you. Did Camera 360 do that? Yes, it did. See, I didn't know How that because I, I couldn't use it. <laughs> I, I'd love to get the notification. You don't take pictures of that cute girl anymore. What's happened there? We missed that. <laughs> I haven't seen pictures of your sushi. It's because I'm poor and can't afford sushi. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of, I don't have any good sequiturs for this. So Sausage? Sausage. But we haven't broke out the sausage for a while. Phrasing. Uh, Google pushed out a new update for Google Glass, which promptly turned your Google Glass into a Google brick. Ooh. Yes. So, sorry, explorers. You're going to have to be smug with a broken device for a little while while Google starts pushing out the fix. Now, they have started to already try and get them back in place. I don't know how you do that. Admittedly, I don't know how to operate a Google Glass. I've never actually used one. I've seen plenty of them. Annoyingly, some at Comic-Con this last weekend. You but, think that that dude that was drinking the 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 guy in the Jane cosplay drinking the coffee with the Google Glass? You think his was bricked? He was just wearing. He it was just, just wearing it for fun. <laughs> it's possible. Who knows? But um, sorry, explorers, <laughs> your your brand new cutting edge hardware uh, that you're beta testing for money has uh, bricked. That was going to happen. Uh, finally, because we're running out of time. Um, Amazon might be creating its own delivery service. Is this the drones we were talking about? <laughs> no, I, um, because of, well, I, I think I brought this up a, about a couple months ago that the only way for them to get around all their shipping issues that they've been having with FedEx and, and USPS, uh, and UPS is, was to create their own shipping network and, the drones just didn't seem like a good possibility for that. So I, I, I brought up the possibility of them creating their own shipping service. Um, drones don't work. We're going to no. go with air cannons. <laughs> air cannons are the future. So yeah, they, they've, they've started a few test networks, um, in, uh, New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco. And there's only, I, I think this is a really good avenue for them because they've been screwed over by, by FedEx and UPS and DHL so often. So I see this as a good thing. You know, I watched Wally with my kids last week, uh, while we were, you know, on vacation, uh, just kind of taking some downtime watching Wally. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie and I couldn't help but notice that by and large, the company that destroys the earth with all their consumer goods and makes us these pudgy humanoid things out in space Kind of bears a striking resemblance now to Amazon. <laughs> kind of. 
if if Amazon were to merge with Walmart, which which we brought oh, up, in, in, oh, <laughs> we, we brought that thought. up in uh, when when we had the news about Amazon getting the drones, we actually brought that up. It, it if they merged with with uh, Walmart, they would have distribution, distribution centers, centers everywhere, everywhere. Um, so it's funny that you say that because if that were to happen, that'd be the last straw before they became by and large. <laughs> no, because they'd need Google's drones. They'd need their Boston Dynamic drones oh, okay. to make the Eves and the Wallies and the Mopper and Google Mart Amazon dot com merger. <laughs> okay, well, with that terrifying thought left in your mind, let's get into our favorites. We didn't get our favorites last week because we were uh, invaded by some dungeon crawlers. But mine this week, because it is spring break, GE has decided to do it engineering style. They have a whole bunch of awesome machines in their testing lab. They use it to test everything under the sun in a million different ways. GE's really, really big on that. Well, so what happens if you take a press that was designed to crush things with 10,000 pounds and put, oh, I don't know, a rubber band ball in there? <laughs> it, you can go to springbreakit.com and request them do stuff. I mean, it's all pre-recorded but you can send a request and they will send back the video of them using these awesome testing machines on everyday objects and it is addictive to watch i i it just gives me glee you have to watch <laughs> it head on over springbreakit.com watching stuff gets watching stuff getting broken always brings a smile to my face unless it's my stuff then i just get angry and break someone else's stuff. But my favorite this week is um, some more rapping from Brian Williams from NBC Nightly News. You might remember oh, a few weeks back, I believe it was, Zook had his favorite of Brian Williams doing Rapper's Delight. Well, now we get treated to Brian Williams doing Gin and Juice. Uh, and it's, it's nothing short of epic, so check it out. My favorite this week uh, is is an Android app game. Uh, I am unaware if it's available for iOS. You'll have to figure that out for yourself. Uh, but uh, it combines two uh, of two addicting games that I've been addicted to. One is Flappy Birds. Uh, the other is a game called Twenty Forty Eight, uh, which is a grid like um, doubling game, trying to get to Twenty Forty Eight. Uh, so now it's flappy 48. You're, uh, you're flapping around like, like the bird in flappy birds, but, uh, you're trying to get to 2048. Um, so check it out. There's probably something missing in that description. I'm sure (laughs) I'm going to have to check that out. I'm assuming that, uh, that people have both played flappy birds and 2048. If you haven't played either of those games, play one of the million flappy bird clones out there. Um, and, and play 2048, so you, you know what I'm talking about, and then play Flappy 48, so. Wasn't that the year of, like, that cartoon Phantom 2048 or something like that? Probably. <laughs> okay, well, if you don't understand what we're talking about, Google it, because I'm old enough that I don't want to explain it to you. <laughs> Just go Google it! <laughs> okay, well, that is our show this week. Thank you for tuning in. Again, let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can friend us on Facebook. You can 
do whatever Google Plus does. I don't think it actually has a verb yet. Or give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Again, uh, we will have our pre-show next week, and we'd love to see you there. Uh, shout out again to all of our friends and sponsors, and until next time, cheers. End of line. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.